Hello and welcome back to Bumping Into You. My name is Chloe and this is a podcast about the journey of discovering ourselves and coming to a place of self-acceptance. So yes, I'm Chloe. Um, I wanted to introduce myself a bit further today, talk a bit about my, my story, my journey of coming here to a place of self, more of self, closer to self-acceptance, not completely, um, understanding I'm an evolving human being. Um, but yeah, I wanted to talk by myself before I got any guests on board so that you guys could have a clearer image of me. I could feel a clearer image of where this podcast is going. I'm a mental projector, which means I have a sounding board authority. Basically means that I need to talk things out. I can't really know the answer without hearing my own voice. So a podcast is perfect for me. Um, And I always use voice notes. I've got a million on my phone. Just me trying to make a decision about anything or talk anything through. So this just feels like what I'm usually doing. But yes, I'm sitting in the middle of King Edward Park. This beautiful, beautiful park outside my house. I'm just very grateful to be here in the sun. I wanted to be out here because there are some people around and it's just another challenge to myself to not care what anyone else thinks of me because it really doesn't matter. And yeah, so this is part of the journey of self-acceptance. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm really happy to be here talking and I feel like I've had some, an interesting life so far, maybe not completely traditional. I'm only 24, so you know I've got a lot more life to live but yes being finding out I was a mental projector a projector in itself and then with mental environmental authority has been really helpful for me um just because being a projector is feels a bit alien sometimes in the way in a generator dominated world Uh, I can talk a little bit about human design itself So human design is this amazing system based on ancient modalities, the I Ching, astrology, the Kabbalah, tree of life and the chakra system. But it's also based on modern science with with neuroscience and quantum mechanics and biochemistry. So it's. A really complicated system I find it hard to exactly explain how it works because I don't I haven't really got a grasp of how it works but I've seen how it can be applied to real life so it tells you your natural motivation your natural energy your purpose your gifts your decision-making skills how to express yourself the best and how to interact with others if you know their designs and it's so cool, but it also shows what challenges you, um, what challenges you might encounter, blocks, conditioning, shadows you have built into you um, that could be holding you back, making you not feel good enough and just make you feel like, honestly, just make you feel too much sometimes, like me with an ocean, emo, open emotional solar plexus, taking on everyone else's emotions, which aren't mine. Anyway, I thought I'd give a little introduction to human design there because a lot of people haven't heard about it and it is a really, really cool system that I love using, I love learning about and it just feels never-ending and it's really cool because I'm also learning about astrology at the moment and astrology is within human design so all the planets activated in different gates and different parts of your chart and it's just very interesting to see how it all interconnects so yes that has been something i've been really enjoying doing this year um and yeah i just wanted to talk about my own process of self-discovery in relation to what i've learned and remembered about myself through using astrology and human design 
So I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to say in this podcast. Just bear with me. I am sure that insights will come through. You guys will find it entertaining. And I'm just happy that anyone is listening to this. So thank you. Um, But yeah, my journey of self-discovery has been a... It's been a challenging one I suppose I suppose like a lot of people during high school um, we all had to figure out what we wanted to do after school and we did that random access subject that's where you're supposed to figure out your career I did those personality tests I remember doing those and getting very invested and then finding out that I should be a window designer for shops and just thinking what this doesn't feel right (laughs) but I also put I think I put a lot of authority on outer guidance um so if anyone if anyone told me I should do that okay well I'm gonna take this very seriously actually that's something I definitely shouldn't do it's really important for me to just not listen to anyone else's advice to hear my own voice I am very wise and I have my own inner knowing and if I can trust myself the sound of my voice but also the environment I'm in then I don't I don't actually need advice I don't need to keep searching externally for answers Um, and we all have that we all have an internal compass that we need to follow instead of the way but different internal compasses so some people will have a sacral authority, a sacral authority where they'll have a strong, immediate gut response um, of like, fuck yes, this, is, this feels right. Or an emotional authority where they'll have to ride a wave of going through all of the emotions and wait, you have to just wait a bit and then they'll figure it out. And then some people will have a splenic authority and it's like this ancient instincts built into us like they know straight away there it's quite pretty similar to a sacral authority and I think only people that have it will really understand how it's different because me I'm all all my centers are open so almost all my centers are open except for my top three so we have nine energy centers and they all have different functions different shadows different ways of doing and they can be defined which means they're coloured in or undefined, they're open they're defined, you have consistent energy to them or they're undefined you are open to receiving that of the outside world so it means your open centres have a potential to have a lot of wisdom if we can function and use them correctly your defined centres do too but in different ways so it's all really cool there's so much to learn about it. There's different channels where two gates connect to form a strong, a consistent power, really, that you can tap into. So I would really encourage everyone to look up their human design. All you need is your birth time and place. Um, and, yeah, you'll find your chart. There'll be so much. It'll look very alien at first. I actually discovered human design when I was 18 or 19 living in Amsterdam with my friend Beck and one of her co-workers showed us human design um, and I was we were both very confused and I don't think I put too much emphasis on it it's just like okay I'm a projector this is this is cool I have no idea what that means gotta wait for the invitation I've got to what else is projector wait for the invitation and um uh, i've got a focus and absorbing aura like and i'm supposed to be successful and i'm not supposed to be bitter i'm like duh of course i'm not supposed to be bitter and of course i want to be a bit successful um but like what does that mean to an 18 19 year old that can't that doesn't really know what they're doing um and yeah it was so i think I saw that, I read a little bit about it, I didn't take it on board too much. And then it was really interesting because maybe it was, it had been a few days beforehand, I had been in her shop 
It was this cool vintage clothes shop and I had picked out a jumper that said projector, an individual way of life on the top of the jumper. And I just picked it out because I thought it was cool. It wasn't like something that I would usually pick out, but I needed a jumper, I picked out that one. And now looking back, I thought, what an amazing coincidence. I had no idea I was a projector. I had only a few days later, I discovered I was a projector and now I'm very invested in human design. And at the time, yeah, I would be very excited if I went to a vintage shop now and I found a projector jumper. Wow, this is meant to be. At the time, it was just, what's called? Anyway, that was really interesting. So back to being a teenager, going, doing personality tests, um, thinking I was going to be a shop window designer. <laughs> um, I... I yeah, wasn't sure what I was going to do. I really liked the show Call the Midwife and I thought that's it, I'm going to be a midwife. So I'm very I'm very spontaneous and I have a lot of cardinal energy in my astrology chart. So that's signs that like to start things, signs um yes, yeah, just signs that want to go go go, initiate all that stuff. So when I like something, I jump into it and then I don't finish a lot of things. Um, and that's okay. That's just part of my my energy, and I'm good at getting things going. Uh, anyway, so I I did those personality tests, and I thought I talked to the guidance counselor at school, and I remember saying that I wanted to be a midwife. Um, but yeah, I ended up enrolling for nursing. I think I think being studying midwifery, it was like an OP1 and I didn't have that um so yes anyway I thought nursing's the next bet and I remember finishing high school and I was still living at home just living at home with all my family and all my family are like like my dad's an emotional manifestus and my which means like he's he's just like this emotional he was very angry, so very angry leader, uh, <laughs> leader energy. Uh, my sisters, all my family have emotional authority, so I was just the odd one out, and they're all, yeah, manifesto, manifesting generator and generator type things. So they're just, we just have totally different designs, and I couldn't, yeah, I suppose I couldn't really quite place why I felt a bit different to them, but now I can see, and differences are awesome, and I'm grateful, and I love who I am and I love all of them but I just did feel a bit out of place anyway so I was finishing high school and yeah I enrolled in uni and I just turned 18 so it was all the going out scene I started drinking more um I felt I went into uni and I really didn't feel like this was me but I also felt like I should at least give it a bit more of a crack so I was working I remember I was working at a market stall and I was working at a burger place and I've done a lot of random jobs so many odd jobs over the last like 10 years that I don't know I don't have much consistency in that area but that's okay because they've gotten me where I've needed to go don't have to place too much importance on them anyway so I was just doing some random jobs studying studying nursing and it didn't feel right and my friend Beck again was overseas and she said I should come meet her in Europe so yes I I finished the semester I deferred it and I never went back but at the time I was like maybe I maybe this is me um and it wasn't really interesting that I did nursing actually because of my my south node so in astrology you have a north node that our destiny we're heading towards and a south node where we've come from from past lives and my south node is in Pisces in the sixth house and that really means I was probably some kind of nurse doing some kind of yeah healing practical service um but yes, yeah, so I think I was really living in my past life, Pisces, South Node, nursing energy that I realised wasn't who I'm supposed to be in this lifetime. Well, I didn't realise that then, but I'm coming to that conclusion now. Um, 
and yeah so then I I went to Europe and I lived there for a year I didn't really know what I was doing I had bought a, a England a UK visa before I left didn't end up using that that was a waste RIP um, but that's okay because everything happens that I was supposed to and I had an amazing trip amazing difficult I traveled with Beck for a while and then she moved to Amsterdam and I decided to follow her there and it was really easy for her she had a lot of luck and it was very in alignment for her and I wanted it also to be like that for me and it wasn't but I learned a lot of lessons like I I moved I only lived there for like four months and I I nothing it was like challenge after challenge after challenge like I couldn't it was always it was the middle of winter for starters and I really don't like the cold <laughs> um, it was I had absolutely no money and I would I found this job by printing out my resumes at this printer shop and I was crying because I didn't have enough money to print them out and someone told me that they knew a cafe across the road that was hiring and that I should that I could be able to get a job there so anyway that's how I managed to get a job but it was like five euros an hour and it was just me by myself in a cafe and I had to make coffee and I couldn't do it the customers ended up coming around the, the counter and making coffees for me making their own coffees and I was just like fuck this and then I yeah I lived in these places that were that were awful and the dodgy parts of the city where I got chased down and I had some awful couch surfing experiences before that where it was just everything was just not working it was like I don't know why I tried to force it so much um yeah so I just yeah I didn't have money I would ride to work in the rain every morning at like so early and I was by myself so often but because of that I ended up journaling and that has been an amazing addition to my life and I don't think I would be who I am today without the practice of journaling. Um, I've been gone off and on and off it over the last you know, like how, how long ago was that like six years since I started started journaling often but yeah I really got to know myself through that um, and I went I also went vegan just before I went to Europe actually. That was really mind transformational experience, a personal transformational experience, just questioning, questioning everything. I feel like that is the same thing that happens for a lot of people that go vegan, but yeah, it was also the same for me, so I thought I'd mention it. Um, and, and yeah, that was hard to do in Europe, so we went after being in Amsterdam for a little bit I decided I couldn't do this anymore um, and I looked at au pair jobs and I ended up moving to Barcelona um, so I'm just gonna quickly put in there that the reason I'm talking about this a bit of a wild journey after high school is because I am current I must my profile in human design is 6-3 um, so there are six different profile lines and you'll have two numbers that make up your profile and that is the way that you kind of go about go about your life your some kind another kind of strategy for how you end up experiencing life and I yeah I'm a 6-3 and the sixth line only starts kicking in after you're 30 so third line is all about trial and error trial and error I'm supposed to be failing and I'm supposed to be trying and I didn't know this before I knew human design but I that is how I've lived my life naturally and that's the thing about human design it's just it kind of tells you things you already know it's like okay yeah that that makes sense for me that I'm a, a double third line just trying and failing at everything and maybe sometimes succeeding and then from there try to make decisions like that way and try to follow that and I'm and it's fun it's it's a really fun way to live it's a bit chaotic and some people um a lot of people wouldn't resonate because they don't have maybe a third a, a third line in their profile Weirdly enough, most of the people I know have a third line in their profile, I think because we relate to each other through our um, messiness and, yeah, the chaotic energy of third line life. 
So that's that's pretty cool. That's just a little side note there. So just wanted to say a bit about that. Like I had no idea what I was doing in Europe. I just went over there because I knew I shouldn't be in Brisbane anymore. And you know, my parents were divorced, and I wasn't happy there. And I was just like on a journey, a true journey of self-discovery. So I was happy to throw myself headfirst into any situation put at me. And I still think I'm like that, and I still think I will be like that for a really long time so yes I was I ended up moving to Amsterdam which was real oh not okay after Amsterdam I ended up moving to Barcelona and I was an au pair there and I also struggled but it was a lot better because it was the middle of summer in Barcelona and I started taking Spanish classes and I had two kids um, Eric and Yvette and they were beautiful kids they were just couldn't really speak English and the family it was a struggle pretty in from that lesson it was a struggle I didn't have much money I didn't know what I was doing I didn't really know anyone and I tried I met a few friends but nothing it was still it was fun but I felt a bit out of my depth and I worked so hard and I made no money I was just constantly constantly babysitting um and so my friend Beck again came and met me. Oh no, I think I came and met her in France at some point. And we we had the most amazing trip traveling together. And we just, we camped, we met beautiful people. And it was just, it was a really lovely time. And I truly cherish that. Um, so yeah, we, we traveled and eventually I ended up going back to Brisbane. So after I had been gone for exactly a year and I went back to Brisbane and I remember I was I was lost again. I had yeah, I had no money. <laughs> this is a constant theme in my life. Um, and I decided to study at university again and this time I thought mm, I'm going to study psychology which was way more on track and I totally could have done that but the, yeah the timing timing wasn't right again so so there I was in Brisbane living at my dad's house working this hectic hospitality job like events and lots of young people and it was a bit overwhelming but I ended up just making a lot of money in maybe like four months that I stayed there before I was like fuck it I'm um, I'm gonna go meet my sister my lovely little sister Eloise in Asia she was in Asia and she wanted to do an English teaching yeah we wanted to teach English together we well I didn't have any money and she was also running out of money and she didn't want to come home so we both did teach English as a foreign language course just online and we went over there we went to Cambodia we went we saw so much we went yeah all around Cambodia and then we lived in Vietnam and Vietnam was was an experience it was also we lived in a city called Haiphong um we were there for about two months it's a very gray city it's like a shipping shipping place and we we taught English we taught a lot of English and that was really cool because I do really love kids I have um a like my son and my Jupiter and my Uranus are all in the fifth house of children and creativity and pleasure and I just I think work and I've just yeah I've done au pairing I've done babysitting I've currently working with kids now and it's definitely a theme of my life that I feel like is going to continue so anywho we were teaching English in Vietnam in this very gray city with these other with these other lovely volunteers and workers and Eloise decided that she wanted to go home and start university and I was just not ready for that yet um so I ended up finding another workaway in the Himalayas and it felt it felt a bit out of reach so why why would I <laughs> is this a really good idea for a I think it was I 20 at the time um to go live by myself in the Himalayas um travel to India by myself really just like should it should I do this but it also felt a lot more exciting than going back to Brisbane and 
doing a degree that I wasn't sure I wanted to start yet and living back with dad and everything so I like taking risks sometimes so that was a risk that I took and yeah I flew to India I flew to Delhi first I remember being very sick when I got there very out of my comfort zone I in human design you have a environment that suits you best and my environment is natural shores so it means that I do not cope well in big cities and I really need some kind of body of water close to me that I can look at for a fresh perspective and calm down and see the bigger picture but Delhi was just awful Um, (laughs) I was sick (laughs) I had like terrible cough and it was the middle it was like 50 degrees anyway I got quite I had a lot of attention there and lucky I was only there for a few days before I went to live in the Himalayas which was absolutely beautiful um also a really hard time I was there I was there for ages I think I was there for six weeks um living in this mountain retreat I was taking guests on hikes even though I am not very fit I'm not very good at hikes but anyway I ended up getting fit um and yes it was it was incredible imagine all around you see the Himalayas and you're in the mountains and there's forests and all the food that I was eating was just natural from the garden and it was it was all a mountain dream the people were beautiful but no one spoke English except for a few of the workers and then the guests that would come and stay so anyway that was just just wanted to put that in as a little experience that I've had that did really shape me because I, I didn't have internet either so I was just reading and I ended up writing a lot I ended up writing a short story actually and I was writing my journal all the time and I was just very immersed in the nature I'd go on yeah so many walks it was it sounds looking back I think that was a really really special bit of slice of slice of heavenly sanctuary for myself really to to be away from from everything just away from reality really so a perfect time of self-reflection but I ended up leaving and going into other little towns in the Himalayas like Manali and Dharamshala um, and all even actually all the way up to Leh Ladakh Um, but I met I met some beautiful people and there was one place I think it was in Dharamshala um I really felt a sense of peace of what I was doing. Like I, I got really into my yoga. Um, I was going to yoga multiple times a day. I was doing ecstatic dance. I was meditating. Um, I met and hiking, and yeah, just met some really beautiful people and ate the best food. And I felt very like calm. And yeah, I think I was, I was even making jewelry and I love doing that. And it was just very like, this is a perfect place for me to be right now. And that was exactly what I needed after the solitude of the mountain retreat work away. And yeah, I, I did end up traveling up even more north to the very top of India and with my lovely friend Leah, who I met in Europe actually. And she was living in Sri Lanka and I went and visited visited her after another trip I have done a lot of traveling in my life and I'm so grateful for that and I've learned so much and I feel very lucky um I yeah so after so in India I also went to Nepal after India um and that was incredible um total shift from from flying from Delhi to Kathmandu, I remember, I remember the shift there and the calmness and then being by the big lake, the body of water again that I really cling to. Um, so that was, that was really incredible. Um, and then coming back to, coming back to Australia eventually was something else, I suppose. It was, it was a whole new experience. Um, I turned 21 and I, um, I moved to a share house with my sister and my friend and I went to university and I kept on working at 
this events place where I, yeah, I, I was kind of lost again. I suppose it was the shift from being, having all this amazing, like, I don't know, completely transformational traveling experiences, then coming back to Brisbane to my hometown and feeling completely just am I the same like regressing almost or just feeling just feeling out of place and I know that Brisbane doesn't have the right energy for me and at least not now um actually probably not ever um so yeah I, I did that and it was a bloody experience coming back to Brisbane I say I enrolled for my arts degree <laughs> I was writing that story in India and I thought damn I'm a hotshot writer <laughs> definitely not so I did a writing degree um and and yes I did that I studied a bit of Spanish never got the hang of that um and yeah I was studying and I didn't really like university at all and I just forced myself to keep going because I didn't want to start another degree and not finish it because I am very stubborn um sometimes about some things and that was something I didn't want to didn't want to have two failed degrees really um and I learned a lot from it and I'm grateful that I've had that degree now because I ended up doing a lot more sociology stuff um from middle to end of it and now I'm able to use it for my next one which I will get to but anyway I was yeah I was living in Brisbane um in that share house first and then I moved in with another with Beck again um, who I was traveling with, who we've met forever. So, shout out to Beck. Love you. Um, we we had a really beautiful house in Brisbane, and yeah, I was I kept on working at events place for a while, and then I started. I had a bit of a sex. Well, I had a total crisis in my sexuality um, because I. I started getting with this girl from work and it was very dramatic and I was in self-denial and I don't know what um how much to say about it but anyway and in the end we ended up falling in love and had a very intense relationship and that has been a major shaping factor in my life so that has yeah that is something that I am moving through still and I am learning as well through human design the kind of the de- through the design I have I'm because I'm so open I really have to be careful when I'm in relationships when I'm in a relationship with anyone to not take on um, all of their energy as my own so and not merge completely with another so that was that is a lesson that I'm learning and I'm sure I will be very mindful of that in the future um and yes so so living in Brisbane and I think I stayed in Brisbane a lot because of that relationship too and might not have stayed and kept on studying if it wasn't for for that so grateful so I am grateful in that regards as well um and yeah there was a blessing point which was COVID so thank you COVID you did save me um during COVID I think a lot of people actually everyone had to shift around their lives a lot and a lot of insights came through and it has really been the catalyst of a major global shift and for me in my life it meant I was able to leave Brisbane and finish my degree online and I I was able to move in I was able to move very close to the beach overlooking a lake with two absolutely beautiful human beings Georgia and India I love you guys. Um, we had a sanctuary. I was able to really do a lot of healing, and I just absolutely loved it. I was calmed down. I was away from the city. Um, I had a beautiful environment around me, beautiful people. It was it was magic. Um, I'm so grateful to live there. And yeah, I um, I wanted to stay there, I suppose, but the universe had different plans for me. The house got sold and we, oh, actually, I just wanted to quickly mention that during that time I was living in Brisbane, I also went to India and Sri Lanka 
another time, actually twice. Um, and I did my yoga teacher training because I thought, well, actually my friend Ruby, she, we were both talking about it. We met in India and we thought it was a good idea. Um, it was, it was weird. <laughs> um, it wasn't weird. It was just not what we, um, it wasn't for us. But we did it anyway. So now I am a qualified yoga teacher, even though I have never used that. Um, but I do love yoga. And look, I think it is actually going to be really useful in my life. Just you learn everything from an experience. Um, but but yes, I did my yoga teacher training because I got really obsessed with it in India. And I suppose yoga is something as a bit of a vice for me. And I don't think I am meant to be a yoga teacher. But I... I'm happy that I now have, I'm able to do yoga by myself, even though I don't because I enjoy exercising in a group environment. Um, I'm not sure where that comes in, in my human design, but I think it probably does come in somewhere. Um, it's probably because of the structure and routine that is forced through a group environment that my body, my left arrow body needs. So in human design, you have four arrows um, next to your head. And they, if they're pointing right, it's receptive. And then if they're pointing left, it's strategic. And I'm mostly receptive, but I do have one environment, body arrow that is strategic. And that is probably why I like group exercise so much. Um, anyway, <laughs> sorry, this is such a tangent. I wasn't really sure what I was doing. I was just trying to think of some important notes about my life and really this is just very therapeutic for me to talk about so I don't expect anyone to listen to the whole thing but I've almost finished I promise um anyway I did that yoga teacher training um I was living in the beautiful treehouse beach place um yeah the house got sold I ended up and I finished my degree at that time thank the lord um I I ended up buying a van a big yellow van it was the first one I looked at I just had a vision of me riding it driving this van around the place and it was just, it looked so happy like sunshine and yeah my environmental authority and my inner vision cognition so we, you also have cognition in, in human design and that's really cool um, it shows like how you it's a kind of like your superpower so my superpower is in a vision meaning I'm able to visualize really easily that's why I love reading so much because I feel like I've got very vivid images in my mind I feel like I'm watching a movie while I'm reading but I'm also actively using my brain um so that's really really cool um we yeah so I, I bought this van and I started traveling around I didn't really know yet what I was doing or where I was going and that was a bit hard for me because I really like knowing knowing all the answers and I've discovered recently that's probably because of my gates um, I wrote them down gates 61 and gates 47 um, so they're they come out of my defined centers and they mean that I have this mental pressure to know the mystery of life and have all the answers now but yeah it means now that I am learning to surrender and trust in the universe and the truth that I know will come naturally when it's supposed to um, so that that is something that I'm really learning and gate 47 about just having to do it now as well it's just not forcing answers and trusting in the process and it's something that I have had struggle with for a long time and I think I always will and there are process there are little things I can do to let go of the need to control but it yeah it's something I'm I'm working through especially right now where I'm at but yeah so I, I bought I bought this van um I had just done an astrology reading actually by this beautiful astrologer, Michaela Starwich. She told me I was about to have a period of great fun. This was in September last year, and I was. I, I bought that van and I traveled around for a while and went with my 
lovely friend Erin. Um, we travelled just around New South Wales a bit and I was by myself a while and I kept on coming back to Newcastle um, just as breaks from Sydney because Sydney is a lot of energy for me. It's such an overstimulating city and it doesn't feel right for me to be there but my friend's there so I went and visited um, a few times and I, yeah, I kept coming back to, to Newcastle to this beautiful park. And this is a beautiful story of alignment when things work out. I yeah, I had run out of money again <laughs> um, and I found uh, I found myself at this park and I decided to look on flatmates just because I was curious. I thought, why not? Why not see if there's something something in this beautiful city I could I could move to and maybe I could make a job, find a job here and settle down for a little while. Um, and I looked on flatmates and the first house I looked at, this one, um, just really close to where I was parking and living in my van. Yeah, I went to see it and I moved in and it was so easy and I didn't even have to apply, look for a job. Um, just a friend of a friend gave me a job um, in disability support, which is really cool. It's something I've been wanting to do for a while and I just, I really do enjoy living here and it's felt, it's felt very right for me um, for this period of my life. So that is something that I'm learning that when things flow, when things are meant to happen, that the universe wants it to happen that way. And I, yeah, being here is something that was meant to happen. I'm, I'm meeting a lot of lovely people and I'm having not, I'm being able to integrate this projectiveness of not working too hard. Projectors are supposed to not hustle. We don't have that sacral energy to go, go, go. Um, and yeah, so less energy to to do a lot of tasks and I've got more time to be get to go by the ocean and getting to yeah breed and getting to study astrology and yeah work less hours because I'm making a little bit more money doing this and hospitality and yeah it's it's really awesome so thank you universe for looking out for me looking up to the sky right now <laughs> yeah so that has been really awesome um but yeah, this pressure to have to know everything has been a, a real curse <laughs> in my life. But I don't want to take it as a curse. I want to take it as something that, um, a lesson that I can work through. Like right now, I came, I had this intuition last year that I would be studying social work. And it just felt very aligned. And I am very I'm just I'm so sure I'm going to be studying social work but I suppose right now this not having this pressure thing is quite intense um needing to know where I'm going to study when I'm going to study when I'm going to move what are all those questions and I I'm just I don't know I I don't know what university I'll get into I don't know if I'll have to move from here I don't know exactly every the details and that's okay and I am surrendering telling this as to myself as a mantra I am surrendering to what is supposed to happen and I am releasing the need to know what will happen because I know that I am safe and I trust that I trust in the process and I trust in where I am at right now and I feel safe and secure and held just I think that's coming to terms to myself to, with who I am a lot so studying astrology has been really cool that I've been doing now um, not for very long but I have really enjoyed it and I feel like some some parts of astrology that are really helpful for for figuring out your purpose is and yeah how you're meant to be living I mean there's, there's so much to your chart but a lot of it um, I would say is in your north node uh, your north node is just a really clear example of how you can use those energy if you can work towards embodying those energies of your north node um, you can come to a more clearer realization of where you're supposed to be at so I have a or where I'll eventually be at anyway um, my north node is in Virgo in the 12th house so in astrology you have the, the all the planets and then you have 12 houses it's like a pie you guys have probably seen an astrology chart before 
just wanted to define it quickly um, but yeah so all the houses of different energy that's where the energy is going to, that's where um these the effects of these planets are going to take place so the effects of my north node being in virgo virgo is a sign of service it's a sign of healing um it's also concerned with health but yeah it's in the area of the 12th house the unseen the spiritual realm the realm of things we don't usually talk about it's just it's hard to explain it's like universal consciousness universal us like so so having this healing being able to heal other people with their emotions and with their their true selves that they can't see um is something that I know I will be doing in the future um, and that feels really right for me but then also looking at your midheaven so whatever sign your midheaven is in that's how you're supposed to that's kind of your career sign what how you're going to be put out in the world in terms of your career so my midheaven's in cancer so people from the out people will look at me in my career and see me as someone with cancer attributes who's compassionate and caring um, sensitive um, cancer is ruled by the moon so it's all about your emotions so that's really cool knowing that I would really look into um, also looking at your Chiron Chiron is the wounded healer it's something that you have wounds from that you're then able to teach others because we're all teachers really in some way <coughs> sorry excuse me um, we can all teach we all have something to teach so that is really cool my Chiron is in Scorpio so it means I've got wounds around um, Scorpio I have wounds around deep relationships with other people um, wounds just in the area of the first house of self so a mantra for me for that is I'm evolving really and I can help other people evolve and face whatever wounds they have around their own their self their sense of self um their identity and you're able to transform that and yeah i think that also means sexual wounds so i can look into that a bit more i think i definitely do especially with this whole sexuality crisis thing not having a definition a label for it but that's okay i think that's part of it um and pluto is also really cool so our generation generation from like it's like pluto is in the same sign for 12 years or something so everyone around my age will have Pluto in Sagittarius but they'll have it in different houses so that's kind of the more important bit so um, Pluto is an area where you will transform and mine's in the house of self-worth and money and stability so eventually I will be transforming in that way and I am I'm definitely transforming my sense of self-worth so that's really cool um, I, I just fucking I love astrology it's so cool and you're able to kind of implement it the main way is looking at your sun and what house that is in because that's going to shine so much through in your personality and my son in Aquarius being original being unique out of the box a bit rebellious and in the house of fun and pleasure and children and creativity it's like that that does say a lot about me that other parts of your chart are going to be harder to to see in yourself so I would there's just so many clues to your personality in your astrology chart and to your purpose and to how you should move through the world like we have these manuals and I'm just really passionate about it because I suppose I wish I had it earlier and I wish it was kind of a universal thing that we could all know about each other so just make interacting with everyone and being in this life um, a lot easier it's less of a guessing game even though it's conflicting because the guessing game is also really fun and really important and we should well, some of us should be trying things out and failing all the time, like me. Um, so, in summary, what did I want to say? <sighs> um, I think I'm just, I'm going to finish here. Um, I just, I think astrology and human design are really cool and I just want everyone to really learn about theirs and if you want to come to me I can definitely show you some 
things about it and so, so show you some things about yourself that these maps can help you discover um yeah and also your incarnation cross in human design is somewhere you can look and it shows it shows the points of your sun and earth on your conscious and unconscious side of your body graph and they yeah, they make up like 70 percent of your personality really and they really show your true purpose um i have the left ankle cross of the alpha two um, and that is all about having an emotional vision and able to lead others because i care about what i just care about everyone and want everyone to be living their best lives um, so that is awesome and i actually think the incarnation cross really does show up in a lot of people's lives so i would look that up as well um so yes thank you for listening to me today um if you're feeling lost and confused with your life just know it's okay um it's really hard being human um (laughs) with so much stimulation and just everything i i recently deleted my instagram for the second time um now i just have a little astrology Instagram that I should use more but I'm not pressuring myself to because there is a lot of pressure in our lives already I don't need to give myself pressure on things as well anyway I encourage you to spend less time on social media which we all know but it's hard sometimes and yeah I'm just very happy with where I'm at today kind of I think it comes and goes and I'm just glad I showed up today and I hope you guys show up for yourself today. And it was so lovely bumping into you. So thank you. Until next time when I actually have someone else to converse with. I'm sure that might be a bit of a nice experience. But thanks for indulging me. Okay, bye-bye.